0: What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Hi. Tonight is Thursday night. What's the date? Anyone? It's July 8th. Not for much longer. It's 9.50. I'm in the kitchen room... Kitchen in quotations, room of this Airbnb where I'm staying with classmates of mine, um, Ushindi and Devon. And um, we were in a different Airbnb last week, which is where I was walking last week, walletless. Still walletless, but I do have new credit cards now. Um, and I discovered Apple Pay this week as a consequence of being walletless. Apple Pay, you just hold your phone near a thing, bloop. And then suddenly, it's paid for. So it was exciting. The people at Chase Bank were super accommodating. If you don't know it, well, I already told you last week. Well, you can just swipe a thing in your Chase mobile app to lock your card if you ever lose it. Anyways, I need to... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I I reclined, and then some phlegm migrated from somewhere. I've had a slightly stuffy nose, and in Feldenkrais... Um, we do a lot. We do a lot of um, move, working on something on one side, and then we go to the other. And if we're laying on our side, then you know my uh, mucus migrates and sort of ends up in different nostrils or whatever. Anyways, I don't. I feel bad sniffling during Feldenkrais, um, but you know we're not actually meant to feel bad about doing things in Feldenkrais. That's really against the, in opposition to the principles. Um, I highly recommend Feldenkrais to any of you who have anxiety, who have um, tension issues in your dancing. I wish I had had Feldenkrais when I was younger. I mean, that would have resolved a lot of things, a lot of tension things that that were really ingrained habits for most of my career. I see all these photos from myself as a young dancer always with that Um, Right thumb sort of tucked in Onto a paddle hand So much tension in that right hand I was pushing on my bottom teeth With my tongue Somehow I managed to not um, Push my teeth out of I mean they were never very aligned And they're a little more aligned now From my clear braces But you'd think they'd be pushing out But they were actually kind of crowded in But at any rate um, I got two new credit cards today, which is exciting. Um, this week has been uh, terrifying in terms of <clears throat> coming to terms with deadlines and just having sort of every hour of the day booked from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And But you know what? This is it. This is the final push. just have to go 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 and then it will be over um and I'll miss it and hopefully I can keep some of this sort of creative momentum that comes with grad school although I know that as soon as it's over I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little rest some kind of a rest I know that I'm gonna have jobs immediately afterwards but I I need I need to sleep for a while um, what am I telling you? <clears throat> I just ate a turkey sandwich, and if you've watched Mayor of Easttown, then um, you need go no further than Philadelphia to hear those uh, alluring accents. Although I heard from a native Philadelphian this week uh, in the form of Russell Jansen's mom that um, I don't know that she's from Philadelphia. I'm gonna have to get the facts straight, but, um, anyways, she, th- she said that Kate Winslet's accent's a bit over the top and, um, I'm not surprised. I mean, that stands to reason, but I think there's others on the show who are getting it right. Um, and, um, uh, I- I've been going to the Acme grocery store, which is a gigantic, just sort of like middle America grocery store that's not so far from where we live. And, um, very difficult to find things, but they have all the things, I mean, period, they have all the things. I mean, not, not the, like, especially bourgeois fancy things that you would find at, um, specialty shops or, uh, is Trader Joe's fancy? I mean, not Trader Joe's, they're really not fancy, but, um, what's it called? Whole Foods? Whole Foods has a few fancy things but at any rate tonight i ate i've been eating turkey sandwiches and the people behind the deli counter at the acme were super that accent super sort of delaware philadelphia what have you and um they gave me a taste like a taste i said i said i'd like half a pound of smoked turkey they said uh, would you like the regular one or the more expensive one and i said why well, don't i'm i'll i'll go for it cuz you know i trust you about you know the the expensive one being better and so he he sliced a piece off and let me try it and it tasted good to me and so um He said, after I tasted it, he said, you know, do you want it that thin or thicker? I said, that thin. And as Pam says, she wants her deli meat shredded. And I agree. I want my deli meat to sort of fall apart when I pick it up. I don't want it to have structural integrity from the thickness. That's grotesque. Did I ever tell you about that turkey sandwich that I ate when we did a site visit to Bard College a couple months ago? I mean, to say that I ate it is... A huge overstatement. I didn't put any of it in my mouth. Just seeing it and seeing this thick, wet slab of um, deli meat turkey was horror, horror. An absolute horror. On a damp um, roll. Kaiser roll. And the weird thing was it was packaged in a round Tupperware into which it fit perfectly. It was awful. Anyways... Um, this week has been sort of back to business, you art style, you know, we finished the study cycle with Ulysses and it was back to our critical studies class with, um, Thomas DeFrance and then our international graduate seminar with VK Preston. And, um, those are, pillars of the curriculum here in the master's dance at university of the arts tonight and also last friday i believe we had screenings of films for vk's class in the old auditorium at the bach building which is really great it feels like you know we're going to the movies and we sit in this beautiful old auditorium on these you know Wooden seats that fold down, and um, they project a movie, and it's it's wonderful. It's so much better than watching a screening of a film over Zoom. And tonight, we had a short intermission between um, three short films and a longer, a longer film. All all the films were um, from the African continent. Uh, there was one actually that was um, an. I think he was Af- African Japanese, and his film was filmed in Japan. <clears throat> um, but at any rate, during between the third film and the fourth film, we had a little intermission, and they brought around um, Chinatown fans so that we wouldn't be so hot. So we could all fan ourselves, and then they also brought around um, little, you know, ice pops—the ones. that come in unnatural colors in those um, plastic tubes. And you just snip the top off and then push it up and go to town. And then, you know, you um, if you're slow at eating freezing things like me, then you get the special treat of drinking that sort of Robitussin at the end, which I happily did. And uh, I left, I've been um, schlepping this, monitor that UARTs is lending me to and from the Bach building on Tuesdays and Thursdays for Ben Pranger's thesis workshop, thesis something. Anyways, in that class we're designing artist books in InDesign and we are also pulling together these websites that they're calling research catalogs. And so this week our class was InDesign. Um demos Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes you think what is MFA dance and really maybe it's more of a kind of fine art or communication design degree (laughs) Um, but we did that oh and then I when I left I was having a conversation with Harriet and I neglected to unplug the cord that charges my Mac mini. So I am without my Mac mini tonight at home. So I'm going to try to figure out how to upload this podcast using my iPad pro and I I'll figure it out, but it's, you know, I had a system, I had a system going on the, on the Mac mini, but it's, it's just not to be tonight and I'm going to have to, Learn a new skill on my iPad Pro, which is in fact um an incredible machine, and I honor its existence, and it's really gotten me through grad school. Um, though you cannot do InDesign on it. That is its biggest flaw. You cannot do InDesign on an iPad Pro. And if I'm wrong, I'd like to do a Zoom call with you where you screen share and teach me. Um what else can I say after I'm done um, rambling on um, I'm going to actually play something an interview that I did with Shandine Laurence who is um, somebody that I costumed for a show at Kotspan a couple weeks few weeks before I left for school in a show, again here we go with me not remembering the details of this show it was called American (sighs) I am so sorry, I'm sorry Garen and I'm sorry all those of you who worked so hard to produce this show that I can for some reason not remember the name of, but at any rate Shandine performed in the show Shandine is a hoop dance practitioner. Um, I think one of the uh, best in the country. I'm going to say that. And I, in my sort of research on Shandine and hoop dancing this week, I kind of gathered that through, you know, the internet repeatedly telling me Shandine Lorenz is a big deal. Um so at any rate, My classmates, Agibu, Sanu, and um, San... San... San Wang? Wang? Excuse me, San. I'm just so accustomed to just calling you San, C-A-N, that I... I don't know or I'm forgetting your last name. But at any rate, I will write it into the description so we can all know. San and I share a birthday, by the way. And we've done, um, we've danced together a duet uh, cross continental um, through the magic of film editing that we did for a class last summer. Um, but at any rate, love San, love Agi-boo, and we were assigned um, a text this week called. Um, uh, People will never stop dancing I hope that's right and um, we were uh, given the task of making a presentation sort of on the topic of that reading and um, I realized suddenly like oh I have this amazing resource about um, American indigenous dance and so I um, reached out to Shandine and she was so accommodating it was incredible and literally the following day agibu and San and I did a zoom interview with Shandine and we and it was so meaningful and so informative and I feel so lucky that we were able to share it with our classmates and um, it gave us access to a perspective that is you know rare especially in this environment um, I mean I'll only speak for myself but in the environment that I sort of exist in which is the New York modern or contemporary dance and also the ballet world so um, thank you so much to Shandine for um, bringing us closer to thing that she's so incredible at and um I won't say any more about it because Shondine will um blow your mind in a way that I absolutely cannot because it is it's nighttime for sure but I've been talking for 15 minutes and I started it oh it's 10.06 um I'm almost sort of relieved that I can't use my computer tonight is that weird just glad to not have it on um, and feel like I need to open inDesign like I need to open my well I could still open my docs and work on um, papers. I got to have a nice talk with my thinking partner who is Nick Mouse, who I've spoken to many times since January um, but we had a we had a good talk today regarding some text that I'd sent him, and I will I'll share out. Well, will I? I'll see if, you know, I care or anyone cares. But rate, anyway, school is happening. And I'd like to slow down time a little bit. I am going to pop into New York City this weekend to gather supplies to start uh, bringing some of my clothing making practice into this environment. Um, um, that might be it. Let's see, the interview is about 20, a little over 20 minutes. So I apologize, it's a short one this week, but it's a good one. Really, really good one. You're in for a treat. Thank you to Shandine and Agibu and San for... All giving me permission to um, share this interview with all of you um, enjoy the show I don't have transition music so and I fairly wait a minute I guess I can edit audio I'm not going to so I'll just I'll just do a little singing um, at the end of this and then um, the file will stop and then the next file will pick up. Which is an edi- edited audio file of the Zoom interview. There's a couple glitches in it where it's gonna be hard to understand Shandine's answer. But if you, you know, if you're a logical person, if you're a logical person, you'll figure it out. Um stay happy, stay cool. Um and uh, I hope you're having a great day, a good night. And uh, I hope you're eating well. I hope you're um, having your Reese Witherspoon smoothie, which I have not. And I miss it. But I'm, I'll have it when I get back to my home for a night. Oh, I got to see Joe and Lauren. I'm so sorry. Let me just for one second go back to last weekend, which was um, 4th of July. I didn't see a firework. Oh, No. I did on my way home from seeing Joel and Lauren, I spent the day with them and we had a magical day of eating our way through Philadelphia. We laid around in their hotel room and slept. We absolutely didn't go to a museum, which I had done literally the night before with my classmates, we had a we had a tour of um, two different exhibitions at the Philadelphia Art Museum and I ran through the barns before I went home. Um, but I got to spend a magical day with joe walsh and lauren Strong in and hello joe hello lauren and they had been spending time with jack um upstate and swimming in the pool and um, um i'm sad i couldn't be there but i'm so happy that i got to have my own special experience with them and then i went to or mm, i can't remember the order oh no the night before that which was saturday i went to Russell Jansen's family's home just outside of the city and um, ate so much food um, at a gathering that apparently Russell's parents have um, every year, which is a crab boil or crab feast. But the price of <laughs> this is incredible. In the second, <clears throat> in the follow up Evite that I received from Russell's mother, it said the price of crabs is too high. So this year it's going to be a shrimp, shrimp fest. Which it indeed was but there was also hamburgers and delicious potato salad and a lovely grain salad and watermelon and corn on the cob and peach cobbler blueberry pie um and many more things it was exceptional thank you to Sarah and Scott and Isabel all the Jansons. I got to meet a professional organizer I got to meet this iconic woman in her 80s named Dara who uh told me about um, meeting um, um, Cheeta Rivera and and then feeling feeling then bad about her own dancing because prior to that she'd felt like the bell of the ball there's always seven men dancing with her at once and also that she'd been friends with um, with the daughter to the golden mustard people and the golden mustard people's daughter had a glass eye Facts things to know from the past Okay Those were the things I was gonna tell you. Good night and good luck. This is gonna be the outro music. Um, here we go <laughs>
1: Um, So my name is Shandine LaRance. I am Hopi, Tewa, Navajo, and Assiniboine. Um, Hopi comes from Arizona as well as Navajo, and Tewa uh, is more from the New Mexico side, and my Assiniboine side comes from Ohio, like the Ohio region. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really close on my Hopi side. Uh, I grew up really close to that reservation so Hopi and Tewa are the most uh relevant for me and I think it's kind of appropriate because I I don't know if you guys have heard some of these um tribes while you guys are studying but um you know in New Mexico a lot of the Spaniards came up during that time and we were it, a lot of these tribes were conquered by the Spanish people and we were and it was it's actually not long ago that it's like happened you know um, so during that time when we were conquered and, 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 transitioning, you know, they were transitioning and, um, colonizing the, you know, the communities, uh, you know, they, they stopped letting us dance. So it is, it's very, like, it's very still present, I guess you can say, like the, the effects of them are, uh, the effects of them coming and doing that are still present today, which is sad, um. But I also am a Native American hoop dancer, which is how me and Reed met. And uh, hoop dancing is a Native American uh, powwow dance that originated originated at a Taos, New Mexico, originally as a healing ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, and it's now become more of a demonstration dance. So it's for the public to see, but there's a lot of dances in a lot of are not meant to be viewed by the public.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. where did, so, did you learn this dance
0: form
1: um so i learned this dance when i was about eight years old it was taught it was passed down to me through my older brother my older brother taught me how to dance who also learned how to dance from uh one of our elders Derek davis Derek Swami davis a hopi dancer and it's just a generational dance you know it's something that we're passed it's passed down and carried on through the traditions and the generations okay
0: amazing and then one yeah. who had learned hoop dancing, sort of what was the, the, your, the medium for performance? Where were you performing these dances?
1: Uh, so, you know, growing up, my parents were both Native American artists. So we went to a lot of shows together. And as a family, you know, we were kind of like a family group um, traveling about, but we did a lot of performances at um, art shows and festivals, Native American art shows and festivals. Um, where, where you would normally see it is at powwows, um, which a a powwow is a big Native American, um, gathering where we do celebrations and dance and, and things of that nature. So again, hoop dance falls under a powwow dance because it's meant for every tribe to participate in. Um, and, you know, we just, uh, you know, growing up, we hoop dance at art shows, festivals, you know, my dad started booking us gigs at conferences. Um, and it, it eventually le- led into, you know, performing for Cirque du Soleil and, you know, working with you and Kotspahn and, and opening doors to places
0: like that. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a question to start off sort of our group discourse, but I remember in conversations about um figuring out a costume for kotspun um huh you showed us images of what you wear traditionally for performing hoop dance and you called it regalia and i was wondering if you could discuss the mm-hmm. distinction between costume and regalia
1: okay so costume i it's kind of you know uh... An insult, I guess you could say, you know, when it's something tribal and um, you know, spiritual to people to call it a costume. Like you wouldn't call a priest's outfit a costume right. because it's it's for Halloween, you know, it's not something yes. you you joke around and play with. So we like to, to make that distinction between costume and regalia. We're not wearing costumes, we're wearing, you know, our proper regalia it's a proper outfit it's it, it has a name it has meaning it has terminology it has represented representation for each individual who wears each different piece you know Right.
2: it sounds it's so interesting because like now it, like this dance form like native dance form you learn from a family lineage and now like it's being like as you say historically it's not supposed to be viewed as you know like by um outsiders and now like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. times is not forbidden and it's not like it it branches into many different forms into theater into festivals into like Cirque du Soleil how do you feel Mm -hmm. or I guess it's kind of goes with um what you're saying about trying to maintain the tradition the value the meaning of this this authentic form and how do you find how do you feel about this different trans, forms of transmission now
1: well you know because i was you know growing up i was told like you know we weren't allowed to dance this dance we weren't allowed to speak our language we weren't allowed to you know do our performances the way our our our, our ceremonies, not even performances the way we wanted to do them in the past, you know? So when the people came, you know, the conquerors, the conquistadors came and the, you know, the invaders came, they they really fully like did not allow any of that. And that's like, it was, that's when genocide like started happening. You know, they they thought it was like devil worship, paganism. And, and I do try to, you know, remember that. And that's another thing, like, cause I, I teach a uh, Native American youth how to hoop dance as well. And so we try to, you know, tell them like, you're, we're very lucky to be able to dance our dances these days because in the past we weren't allowed to. And we're very lucky to still hold these and learn them because a lot of what we had is no more. Like it's it, it was washed out. It was taken away. It was stolen from us. And and that is the sad part. And so, you know, when I dance and, and do these things and teach these things, it's like you were very, in a sense, we're very lucky you're very lucky as a Native American person to still be able to do this right now, um, and to learn it, and to be able to learn it, and 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 it's sort of, in a sense, our obligation to carry it on, you know. Um, so I try to again, I try to remember that when I dance, and, and as well as as well as when I teach, you know.
3: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, I have
1: mm-hmm.
3: a really good question. I would like to know if there is any. Um, form of dance reserved for gender like for women only or for men you
1: know um yes there is there definitely is there uh in different tribes like i said we have our um our ceremonial dances which are usually not um for public viewing but a lot of them are defined by male dances and female dances and so a lot of a lot of the dances are actually done just by men in cere- traditional ceremony dances but there are those few dances that are only women that do it. Um, one example would be uh, the Hopi basket dance. Um, and which is performed only by the women and it's only by the elder women. and it's 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 such a it's a crazy dance because this is a the Hopi culture. Um, so the basket dance is during the fall, it comes in the fall and the meaning of the dance is to get out the last of our energy before winter. So. It's funny because we have such a very peaceful, calm dance of these, this like a circle of, I I would say, you know, anywhere from 20 to 50 women doing a very low kind of singing dance, you know, rocking back and forth. But what we do, what we do in the center is we, uh, the families who are holding the ceremony, they buy all kinds of stuff that you would get like at family dollar, you know, like toilet paper, even food, you know, snacks and, and things like this. And we we throw them to the audience and you're supposed to fight for it. And so it's like you have this very quiet ceremonial dance happening. But on the outside where all the you know, the viewers were all fighting, like screaming and fighting for each other. And and it's just to get the last of our energy out before fall. So that's a pretty interesting dance that I I really love because, you know, again, it's the women doing it. And they're cute tiny little Hopi women just doing this quiet peaceful dance and then outside is the, the crowd like screaming and fighting and we still but but still protecting these women all at the same time and respecting what they're doing um, another example would be um, on my Tewa side is called the deer dance and that happens in February and uh it's a, it's when the the men, it's a man, it's a man's dance. And the men come down from the mountain and they embody the spirit of the deer. So their traditional regalia, they wear big deer antlers and they hold sticks in their hands and they act like they're, they dance like they're walking on all fours. And it's a really great dance. And this is a this is more of a, a this is a ceremonial dance, but viewers are allowed to come. You know, like if you guys are in New Mexico I would invite you guys to come and see this dance. And, um, and it's really great, but at the end of the dance, the, they have these men that are protecting the dancers and as well dancing as well, but we call them the hunters. And at the end of the last day on Sunday, cause it's a two day dance, they shoot off a, a gun and the women are supposed to chase the men and catch them. And you're supposed to take them home and feed this deer. And this deer is a blessing. And in the end, that man goes and hunts you a deer and returns with deer meat. And he like gives you like deer meat a week later. And and if he can't hunt a deer, he'll just go by you know? Um, so that's a really, really fun, fun dance. But again, it's only done by the men, but, but it's the women who also are allowed to participate in these crazy
0: ways, you know? Shandine, is <laughs> dancing traditionally a male dance or traditionally was that for both?
1: Yeah, Yes. Yeah, so again, um, hoop dance originated out of Taos, New Mexico. Um, and it was an originally uh, a healing ceremony done by the medicine man, and so he would perform this dance for you if you were feeling mentally, spiritually, or physically ill, and it was made to heal you. Um, so over time it became more of the exhibition dance, you know, you were, you were able to see it in films and, and there was a, you know, there was a couple dancers who started picking up more than one hoop and started creating, you know, mo- more, designs that they saw in nature and things like that. Um, but it wasn't until about, I would say 25 years ago when females really started hoop dancing.
3: Yeah, no, she was talking about, canter, <laughs> so, uh, this Word uh, means a lot for me because in my community we are also uh, part of you know brotherhood of hunters. Uh, I'm from, by the way, Burkina Faso, mm-hmm. Africa. So this is one of our okay uh, regalia. You say regalia, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So um, okay, I would, like know, I would like to know um, if there is any any uh, dance were forbidden to be seen by foreigner or to be seen by someone who are not initiated
1: yes yes there's a there's a lot of dances like, like even myself i'm not initiated technically into the tribe so there's some dances even i can't see even though i am a part of the tribe wow. um because i'm not initiated into the tribe i can't see certain dances wow so that still yes that still does happen and it's it, it's it's completely fine because you know we have. You have to go through a-, a very like strenuous ceremony to be to be able to witness some of these things.
3: See,
0: um. Oh God! No, no, <laughs> the no. Sorry. The last back. one. The
3: last one. The last one. <laughs> uh, in in case uh, in case you I don't know for by accident uh, see this kind of dance for someone who are not initiated. So what will happen?
1: Uh, I think it it varies depending on each culture. Um, you know, sometimes if you see things you're not allowed to see, you know, you get uh we get what we call like whipped. We get whipped for it. We have a uh, you know we we have our 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 you know medicine men our lead men and they get they'll get mad at you if you do that and you get a whipped by the yucca plant you know yucca plants it's a sharp kind of yucca plant and that's what they they whip you with they punish you by whipping you on the legs like that and it can hurt it does hurt but you you understand that it's you've done wrong or that or they'll have to full-on like do a ceremony to kind of cleanse you of seeing stuff that you weren't allowed to see you know right that's why they get so upset with you because it's like you did this thing that we told you you're not allowed to do now we have to do a whole another ceremony because of what you did you know
0: right yeah Yeah. I had a question going back to Cirque du Soleil a little bit in kind of creation of the show you were in it was called Totem right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes was it choreographed by like experienced practitioners or did you have input into the choreography of this show like how was it devised
1: so we're in the creation of totem for the Native American kind of um, parts in it uh, I was not involved in the creation but my older brother was involved mm-hmm. and it was directed by Robert Lepage uh-huh. and he's Canadian and the one like something really great about Robert Lepage is he fully respects the First Nations people. So when he went about um, producing the show, he really did his, you know, his background checks and he made sure, even though it was for theater, he wanted it to be appropriate for the, for the native people. He wanted to make sure that we felt heard. And, you know, even though it is, you know, theater and I did, I did get lash back for it because it's theater and we're, you know, you know, showing naval art. Some people
0: didn't like it. The material that you danced in the show, did do you feel like it was somewhat authentic?
1: Yes. And so the the choreograph of the hoop dance is actually was actually made by my older brother. So it's very authentic. Yeah. And wonderful. and so they and they left that up to even to to the end of our days working there they we didn't have any coaching for us personally at like just our physical coaching but when it came to our our skill they really left it up to us because there's nobody that can really teach us how
0: to be better right and in, mm-hmm. in terms of like being compensated for your work at doing hoop dance you know do you have kind of misgivings about that or does that feel now just like a part of your way of sharing out this form,
1: um, in it depends. It really depends, like the audience. I feel like if I'm I'm performing for Native people, I feel like uh, you know I feel a little bit guilty. But if it's it's if it's in a stage setting, then I feel like I I usually deserve what I'm getting.
0: Very good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah.
2: I have one question. Um, how how do you see like the relationship between? the traditional form and the innovation of it? Because like over time, the form itself will evolve. And how does that happen? And whether people who are um, preserving the value of the tradition, but also are they actively seeking to innovate or are they trying to, how do they negotiate between those pools? Uh,
1: Well, you know, the thing is, it's kind of in a battle, you know, right now, because of that kind of situation, there's, there's people who are really pushing when, and even this is just talking about hoop dance, not even about other certain things. Like um, when it comes to like pushing the levels and pushing the boundaries of hoop dance and, and what, it, like, what it means and what it holds, uh, it's kind of been frowned upon in a sense by our elders and people who are older because they're like, you know, what you guys are doing is great and it's, you know, your skill level is very high, but you're forgetting the, the meaning of it, the, the, the root of it, which is, you know, respecting the dance because it's become very competitive. You know, when you see a hoop dancer or you go to a hoop dance competition, people are like pushing the limits. They're dancing as fast as they can, doing as many tricks as they can and just trying to be the fastest and the best. But it's like, Sometimes if you just slow down and you understand, you go back to the roots of what it is, which is, you know, you know, we respect mother earth. It's about dancing for those who can't dance anymore. Um, dancing for the sick people, dancing for our culture, dancing for our community. Um, so there is some confrontation in that sense in a lot of ways. And when it comes to ceremonial stuff yeah. like that, like really important stuff, they highly frown upon in new innovation like that is like the that's almost like the worst thing you can do you know which is which is kind of it's it's strange in a sense like because you know we're supposed to evolve over time but these things are stuff we really need to hold on to and and practice them the way we still know how because you know a lot of it was already lost so we we really try to hold tight on what what we know
0: right and so you are now teaching out traditional dancing as a dance practitioner but you also seem to be involved in innovating the form and performing in um, sort of atypical settings and stuff yes 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 You're doing well.
1: so, yeah and and you know that's a, that's a new journey for me and also at the same time it's i want to better my people you know i want us to be equal to you know performers and dancers um, i i don't want to you know disrespect my culture by by doing certain dances and combining certain things um, but I would like to do it in a very tasteful way. You know, I was really happy the way, um, me and Hunter and Garen all came about doing this, uh, classical music hoop dance. Um, my older brother used to be known for his hip hop hoop dance, which was also very interesting to see. Um, and again, I just, it's like bettering. It's, it's us becoming, it's normalizing things in a sense, um, But it's unique to us because we are Native American and because we have this dance, it's what makes us unique dancers.
0: And now you're creating different points of access for other kinds of people. to.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And, you know, we have a lot of like I've been teaching, we've been teaching a lot of kids and it's just so great to see this like Native American youth learn it because, again, they a lot of them are culturally disconnected from their heritage. You know, a lot of them were stolen or taken from that. Um, Or they don't feel confident within themselves, like they feel they're hurt that they're Native, you know, they don't appreciate their skin, they don't appreciate their color. So this, you know, teaching hoop dance really ties them back down culturally. It's like, you know, this is a very beautiful skill, it's healthy for you, you know, it teaches you persistence, confidence, confidence. Uh, and it's just, you know, you get, it's, it's full on cardio, full body workout. So it's great to teach to our youth and our native American youth, because that's really what they need. Uh, I'm really interested in this book. You guys are reading. It sounds really great. I will send
0: you a PDF of the book.
1: Okay. Yeah. That would be awesome. And I'll also,
0: I would, I want to send you the costume that Harriet and I made for you. (gasps) Really? Oh my
1: gosh. I love that costume. I was just, About that, I was like, I think I should ask if I can buy it from him because I loved it. It It's just so perfect. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. I would love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, well, thank you guys. Good luck on your your Thank
0: you for sharing all that. And also, thank you for sharing with all of our classmates because we'll be speaking with them and sharing your experience. So this is incredible.
1: Oh, no problem. If you guys are ever in the New Mexico area, please let me know. Reach out and if dances are happening during that time like i would be happy to show you guys thank you thank you okay it was nice to meet you guys see you bye
2: bye